Welcome to the Living Epistle Podcast, the place where you will find biblical principles to help you live out your faith on a daily basis and to have a positive impact on the lives of others. So get ready for another powerful episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Hello, my name is Tony Miles, and welcome to this week's episode of Living Epistle Podcast. I have the fortune of being in an investment club with some pretty remarkable guys, some pretty remarkable men. And um, we have our monthly meeting, certainly to talk about our investment portfolio and strategies and kind of things that we're looking to do and what we want to do and the direction that we want to take the club in and making financial decisions. But also at these monthly meetings at the end, we always leave time to talk about what's happening in our lives individually, really just a time of check-in, whether we want to talk about our careers, our families, extracurricular activities, or whatever it's going on. Really, it's just a time for us as a group to do a check-in and to talk about anything that we want to or anything that we think is important in our lives or anything that we want to be able to make sure that our, our uh, fellow investment club members are aware of and, and invite them to participate in. And so one of the questions that came up at our last meeting um, was a question that one of the members said, hey, this would be a great topic for a podcast. And so here's the question. I tended to agree. So hence this podcast. But the question was, what's the difference between a test and a temptation? I told you. Great question, right? And so I actually, before I begin, I do want to give credit to a blogger by the name of Julie Cameron. Um, She had actually written an article addressing this question, and I pulled some of the information from this podcast from her article. So I do want to give credit where credit is due um, to Julie Cameron, the blogger. So let me start by stating that God does not tempt, but he does test us. Okay, okay, I hear you, I hear you. You're saying, Tony, that doesn't help. I know, but stay with me. As I stated, God does not tempt us, but he does test us. And maybe a better way to put it is that God entrusts us. What do I mean? A temptation is being enticed or allured to sin. And God will not tempt us with sin because God is good and there is no evil in him. And so James 1.13 says it this way. And I want to be clear, right? A temptation is something where we're being enticed or allured to sin. And that is not God. How do we know? James chapter 1 verse 13 reads, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. All right. So that's clear. But here it is. Testing, on the other hand, is God trusting us to make the right choice. And what do we mean? Let's look at Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is an awesome book when we talk about what God expects of us. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, as an example, God gave the Israelites uh, a choice. And this is what he said in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. This day I call, and this is the New International Version, this day I call heaven and earth as a witness against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now, choose life so that you and your children may live. And so he presented Israel with a choice. He wanted their buy-in, but he also gave them the answer in terms of, I'm going to tell you that there's a, a choice that you have to make, but here it is. He gave them the answer. He says, now, now choose life 
so that you and your children may live. So not only did he give them the test and the answer, he also gave them the reason. In verse 20, in verse 20, it reads that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give your fathers, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And so you see, this is an incredible promise from the Lord. This is an incredible promise from God. He gave the Israelites full disclosure. He gave them a choice. He gave them the answer. And then he gave them the reason for why you need to pick the answer. And he wanted them to choose correctly, but he entrusted them to make the right choice. And this is one of the things, one of the many things I love about our God is that he told us we would be tested, but he already gave us the answers and he told us the reason why it's important for you to choose the right answer. You see, God doesn't force himself on us. He allows us this thing called free will to make the choice. And so in the same way that the Lord provides us in our modern day, us as believers uh, with choices as believers and us wanting to make the right decision as well. Right. And so he entrusts us with his kingdom principles, watching how we respond and act. Faithfulness in these tests are the road to the promotion in his kingdom because he knows that he can trust us to do what he has instructed us to do. And so money is a really good example of this type of testing. Everything is from the Lord and he wants to trust us with it. So he watches how we handle this money that he has given us to see if we're trustworthy. If we prove that we're faithful in this area, he'll more than likely give us more seed to sow, right? Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse 10. And the reason is not so that we can become rich. Instead, it's so that we can have a means to be generous and every occasion so that the result of our generosity, the result, the result of us being generous is that people who see this in us then will ascribe the glory and the thanksgiving to God. Right. But I'm going to come back to money in just a few minutes. And so Peter told us in second Peter chapter one, verses three and four, Peter says his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness, that our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. And through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. So that's a mouthful, right? But the long and the short of it is everything that we need pertaining to life and godliness is in Jesus Christ. And so God has given us instruction on everything so that we can live a life that's set apart in the midst of this corrupt or sinful world. But also he has been very clear in how we should live and he entrusts us to choose wisely. Again, it's our choice. And so the key of all of this is knowing God and walking after the spirit because we will know who we are in Christ and we will be strong in the power of his might. That's it. Plain and simple is not in and of our own strength, but God gives us the ability, right, to live this life and to make those choices. And so if Christ himself was tempted then we absolutely can rest assured that we will be tempted as well. Okay, Tony, what do you mean? I know. Let's go back to the book. Matthew chapter four, verse one reads, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. 
And let me be clear, the spirit led Jesus into the wilderness, but he was tempted by the devil. So the spirit led him on the destination where he needed to go, but the tempting came from the devil. And so as a result of Christ's experience, we know that we too can be victorious over temptation. Hebrews chapter two, verse 18 reads, because he himself talking about Christ, because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. So when temptation comes, we know that we can resist and be free of it. A very familiar text, James chapter four, verse seven. It says, submit yourselves to God and then resist the devil and he will flee from you. And so that's really key. The key to fleeing from the temptation or or the key to the devil fleeing from us and us resisting. Number one is that we submit to God. Right. And that's the key. So in the same way, when we are entrusted or tested, we can find answers in God's word. And I already read earlier, second Peter chapter one, verses three and four, where his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him in God's word. Another familiar text, second Peter, I'm sorry, second Timothy chapter three, verses 16 and 17. All scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correction and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so God has shown us, right, his desire and has given us full instructions for living a victorious life in his word. And so now I hear you saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, Tom. I'm supposed to remember all these scriptures and all these texts. I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version of how you can know this. And in most cases, the Cliff Notes versions of how you can determine, a, I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version of how you can, in most cases, determine a test from a temptation. Here it is right here. If you don't remember anything else, a test is something that we don't want to do. A temptation is something that we want to do. I'm going to repeat that. A test is something that we don't want to do. A temptation is something that we very much want to do. And I learned this. Thank you, Elder, from our elder who teaches men's Bible study. I thought it was a great way to remember the distinction between a test and a temptation. Now, let's come back to money, as I promised you I would. Money. You sense the Holy Spirit. You're standing in line at a checkout. Maybe it's in a grocery store. Maybe it's in a fast food restaurant. Don't know. But you're in line and you hear very clearly the Holy Spirit telling you, go ahead and pay for the meal for the person that's in back of you that's about to come up to the register. Immediately, you begin to think about all the reasons why you can't do it or why you shouldn't do it. I don't know that person back there. Um, I wonder, do I have enough money? Knowing full well, you're going to put it on your credit card or your debit card in the first place. Lord, um, am I really hearing you correctly? We begin to ask all these questions. Yep. I see you shaking your head. Um, are they going to think I'm strange? Are they going to think I'm weird? All of those questions. Clearly, that's a test. Why? Because it's something that we really don't want to do. Right. So now, now here it is. It's tax season. We're gathering up all our information for our taxes and for our, to get whether we do it ourselves. Or we pay somebody to pay our taxes. We're gathering up all the information and we're looking at all these deductions and at the and, 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 and now we're looking to probably try to take deductions that we know we don't really qualify for flat outline. Or at the very least, we are stretching the boundaries of whether we qualify for those deductions or not, hoping that we're not audited by the IRS. Right. Clearly. A temptation. All right. So let me give one more example. Our health. 
at the beginning of the year, we all said we're going to do better. We're going to make healthier choices. So me and a friend or you and a friend or we and a friend, but me and a friend, you and a friend, I, we, you, you and your friend, you say, OK, we're going to we're going to eat healthier. We're going to make better choices. We're going to live a healthier le- a lifestyle. And so we agree to hold each other accountable, uh, accountable. So one beautiful morning, sunny morning, your friend calls you up, says, hey, man, dude. Lady, let's go to the park. It's beautiful out. Let's go. Immediately, you begin to think about all the reasons why you can't do it. Well, I, I hadn't planned to go out this early this morning or uh, knowing full well you don't have anything else to do. All you're going to do is sit in your PJs and watch a movie or sit in your PJs and hang out in the morning. Or you say, well, you know what? I really don't have the right workout clothes or I really don't have the right sneakers. And you can go on and on and on. I see you laughing. Been there, done that. Clearly a test. Now, let me give you another scenario. Your friend calls you and says, hey, piece of cake is running a 50 percent off sale. Immediately, what do you do? You begin to think about all those different flavors that you can get for half off. And you say, man, I really want to try this It's it's half off because that piece of cake is really expensive. It's over six dollars a slice now. But now at half off, I can get two for the same price of one. But not only that, you begin to think about who else you can call to tell them about the 50 percent off. And here's the truth of the matter. You can't get dressed fast enough to get over the piece of cake so you can get all the good flavors before they're picked over. Clearly a temptation and I'm being somewhat facetious, but not really because that's the truth. But here's another way that you can determine whether something is a test or a temptation. The purpose of the test, it is to edify. It is to strengthen. It is to mature us. The test is for our benefit. How do we know? James chapter one, verses two through four reads. And again, NIV. A New Living Translation on this one. I'm sorry, New Living Translation. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Come on. The test is to grow us, to mature us so that our faith can grow so that we can be complete. And perfect doesn't mean perfect in not making mistakes. Again, perfect means come fully mature. Right. But here's the flip side. The purpose of the temptation is to harm us. The purpose of the temptation is to our detriment. How do we know? John 10, 10, the A clause reads the thief, the devil, the enemy, the thief purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. Right? And so again, that is the ultimate aim of the temptation. The ultimate aim of temptation is not for our benefit, but au contraire, it is to our detriment is the temptation. So when you look at it, if it's a test or temptation, ultimately look at what is the end result. And so again, I go back to Deuteronomy. This day, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. And I just want to finish this with Second um, Peter chapter one, verse three. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him. Him, of course, being Jesus Christ. And so what God is saying is God is saying, family, I'm trusting you to make the right choice. Remember, preach the gospel at all times 
And when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be a living epistle. Join us again next week for another episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Music for Living Epistle Podcast is provided by audionautics.com.